Stop apologizing for being you. This is where I dare you to be you. You are listening to Unapologetically Authentic with your host, Erin Reniger. This is where playing small is no longer an option. I'm going to help you live in your purpose and take action over perfection. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome or welcome back. I'm so excited today. We have another male guest, y'all. Oh, season four has been so special with this. And today I have a gentleman that I was introduced to actually by a great friend, Amberly. We had a mutual friend, Amberly, and he reached out to me, oh gosh, probably uh, maybe a year ago, somewhere in that. And I just have this instant energy connection of, oh my gosh, I need to know this man a little bit more. And I've watched his growth over the last year has been absolutely insane. And he's released a book. So I'm going to tell you a little about uh, this super awesome man that I've met called, his name is Craig Siegel. Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author Craig Siegel of the Reinvention Formula is a highly sought after global speaker rising thought leader and top podcast host of the CLS Experience and TEDx Speaker. He is a seven-time marathoner and has been featured an entrepreneur and endorsed by some of the world's most recognizable celebrities, entertainers, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, Listen to me, I can't even talk today. That include Rob Deerdack, Ed Milet, Marie Forleo, Bethany Hamilton, Suzanne Summers, Jim Rohn, Alicia Silverstone, Eric Thomas, Daryl Strawberry, and NFL Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, just to name a few. From an early age, Craig knew that his purpose was to make a massive impact, but he didn't know how at that time. 35 years later, when the pandemic happened, Craig felt called to his true purpose and went all in, leaving his job on Wall Street. Sound familiar, y'all? <laughs> and has never looked back. Craig's incredible mastery, energy, and inspiration has led to the rise of the CLS, where he's built one of the most engaging communities on the planet that has impacted millions of lives worldwide. Craig believes that removing one limiting beliefs is the key of success to all areas of your life. As many people feel unworthy, Craig has taken his unique ability to help people rise through their negative beliefs and change their mindset into a positive one, not only in business, but in their personal lives. He encourages people to truly commit and go all in on their true purpose. He believes the riskiest thing that you can do is play it safe. Oh my goodness, Craig. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for my audience to get a little nugget of you. This is incredible. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, <laughs> enthusiasm. It's great to get with you. It's been a minute. I'm excited. There's no place else I'd rather be. Let's have some fun. Let's get nuts. Yes, let's get nuts. So he has released this book. And like I said, we were, I actually was in a part of his membership for a while and learned a lot and loved the community that he's built. I've stayed in contact with some of the women that I met in that community. So that's been really fun. Actually, one of my first guests on this podcast was someone I met that I connected through you. So that's really awesome. Stacey Van Thun is the one that um, was my first guest. So that was pretty fun. Um, but I really brought you on here today to share about your book. And I had reached out to you as soon as I got your book and read it and was like, I can't put this down. This is incredible. And I could really relate to so much because y'all, Craig is completely unapologetically authentic. So he's perfect to have here. And I'm pretty sure I reached out to you on chapter five, I believe it is. Yeah. And it's, in t it's titled Raw Authenticity. 
And it was just like, oh my gosh. So tell me how you stepped into this, this whole reinvention, like share with us how this all came about. Why did this happen? I spent a very long time being inauthentic and showing up to the world as somebody I thought I was supposed to be based upon really nobody's expectations, but my own perceived. And I was following in the footsteps of other people's expectations. And all I really had to do was wake up and change absolutely everything. And I spent 13 years on Wall Street and that was a lot of fun until it wasn't. And just to be clear, I wouldn't change one part of my journey because it's all part of the process and brought us who we are now. But Wall Street stopped becoming fun and it started becoming very stressful, unpredictable and all that stuff. And I had kind of had the feeling for a while that I was a gladiator in the wrong arena, but I never took time to kind of reassess. And so I left Wall Street and stayed in finance and started my own business and was kind of looking for a change of scenery. And although that was a little bit less stressful, and lucrative, still wasn't putting a dent in the universe. It wasn't exactly like I was waking up and my soul was late. And as it turns out, there's a lot more to success than just making money. And so I found myself in a pretty dark season a few years back. A bunch of things happened at once. My best friend, my dad, had just gotten diagnosed with cancer. I just got out of a toxic relationship. And even though I had my own business, I was waking up and, and I was super unfulfilled. And, and that's putting it lightly. I had to do like a mental workout in the morning just to get out of bed and, and go to work. And I still gave it everything I got, but but I was clearly not in alignment. And I found myself in a pretty dark place and, and I was drinking a little bit more than I'd like to admit, but I didn't stay there too long. I started running and I had never ran before. In fact, you couldn't pay me to run. Now I'm literally paying to run marathons, just ran in New York City last week. And the running was such a beautiful metaphor for life. It gave me purpose when I was desperately looking for something. And I encourage everybody, all you listeners, to have something, have an outlet aside from just your business, which gives you meaning and so forth. But most importantly, it showed me that I could be successful in something that I didn't necessarily have experience in. And then fast forward the pandemic. Let me talk about a global awakening. I looked at this as a once in a lifetime opportunity. I didn't know when in my lifetime, my human experience, the world would ever sit still like this. And I utilized that time and I really connected and in order to go higher, you have to go deeper. And I started asking myself the tough questions. Am I really happy? Not even close. And I did this eulogy exercise where I considered if this was it for me, what was my legacy, my contribution, my impact. And I realized I had significantly underachieved. And so I'd been obsessed with personal development for years. I just didn't think I was worthy of turning that into a career until I realized that I had a choice. We all have a choice. And when I considered the cost of inaction to not lean into this, I associated going back and choosing to miserable with death because quite frankly, I wasn't even alive and I definitely wasn't aligned. And so I leaned in and I'm an introvert and I had no following, no celebrity friends, no connections, but it felt good to me. It, it felt like it was bigger than just me. It was like a spiritual thing, a calling. And for the first time in my life, I was in alignment. And so I made the choice to leave my Wall Street career behind me and reinvent myself and do something meaningful with my life and the universe like that. And over the last three years, say very humbly, the brand's exploded. The Wall Street Journal bestseller, the podcast sponsored by Mark Cuban, speaking all over the world, the TED Talk, all the things, got engaged, a brand new puppy, uh, everything. Sold the business on Wall Street. This is it for me. And for the first time in my life, I'm in alignment. And that's a little bit of background for your listeners and so forth, but I encourage everybody if you don't feel great about what you're doing, collect that feedback and take a second to reassess because once you do get into alignment, I'm a big believer and living proof that it doesn't take time, right? It just takes alignment. Yes. 
And I I love how, <laughs> if you know a little bit more of my backstory, it's actually very widely bizarre how much we are very similar because I did the same thing. I worked for other people for many, many years. And then I decided to break out on my own and I was a salon owner. So I opened my own salon and really still felt like I was stuck. Like there was something more. I loved it. But there was still this missing piece, you know, and kind of stepping into this personal development world over the last few years, you know, and then it just kept going more and more and more and finding this passion and this purpose and and fully stepping into it and doing things out of the ordinary. So I want you to share a little bit of the fears that came up, because I think a lot of people don't realize when they see this happening from the outside, right, from the the social media world, whatever it is. And you share that in your book a lot. So y'all, if you haven't gotten this book yet, you need to get this book because it is incredible. But I want you to share some of the fears, like what was going on in your head? Like, was there any imposter syndrome? Is there like, holy crap, what am I doing? Or what is it? What was the feelings that you had? So there's a couple of good reframes that I think will be very valuable for your listeners. And that is this. Everybody talks about imposter syndrome. And I want to be clear, it does exist. But here's the reframe. If you're experiencing imposter syndrome, that's good because that means that you're challenging yourself and stretching yourself and you're outside your comfort zone. And I'm a big believer in that your comfort zone is a death sentence. And and on the contrary, if you're not facing imposter syndrome, you're probably playing a little bit too small because the only time that you're going to get that voice in your head of, oh, you're not worthy or can you really do this is if it's a really big deal, right? Like, so... Even when I run these marathons, like I, I've done them before, I, I know I can do them, but I still, I, I respect the task at hand. So I still feel that voice, but, but when I hear it, I know, okay, this is good. This is a big deal. And so when I leaned into something totally different and started from scratch, so to speak, even though I really wasn't because I was taking all my life experience with me and so forth. For me, the biggest, most scariest, riskiest thing that I can do is to stay in my comfort zone. And, and I put quotations because I was comfortably miserable. And so I was essentially already living in my worst case scenario. So now that I, I have the awareness and I understand that, now the fear and the scariness of stepping into the unknown transforms into excitement because it means that you're on the right path because you're stretching yourself. And if you have the courage to lean into that, on the other side of that, is where all the real growth and expansion lies in weeds view. Yes. So I love to, I'm going to, I'm going to refer back to the book. Chapter 31 is called vulnerability. It's your superpower. And I love how you share. Um, I'm going to read a little place out of here because I just love this really connected. I am too, like y'all were listening, but look at these dog ears going on. I have dog ears. I have little post it. I have like little arrows. Did I you call dog ears? Yeah. Did you say dog ears? Yeah. Yeah. That's, what does that mean? Like post-its and notes in a book? Yeah, post-its and notes and folded over and all of the things. Like I never heard that before. I, thought, <laughs> I love it. Well, there, I love no, it. Now you know. You can dog your books. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right. So in chapter 31, there's a part that you have that you said, now you should add this d- disclaimer that not everyone will love your raw vulnerability, but I challenge you not to care what the wrong people think of you. And I love how you said, notice how I didn't say that you shouldn't care what people, but anyone thinks, but about the wrong people. Because I talk about people pleasing a lot. And people have said that to me. They're like, well, you just don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not 
I don't, I care about what the right people think. So that really was like, oh, like I got a dog hear that. Like that is so good. Look, as human beings, we're wired to care what certain people think. So let's not try to deny that, but let's be very intentional with who we, we care about their opinion and so forth. And the reality is, is most people will not have the courage to do what you and I are doing and take these big risks. And even though they probably don't want to admit it, I think the number one thing that holds them back is the fear of judgment, right? Because it's not really the fear of failure per se, because if nobody knew about it, let's be honest, you would take your shot and then whatever did it work, you would, you would figure out, you would adapt and, and you'd improvise and you'd pivot, no problem. But it's looking silly or being embarrassed and so forth. But why are we valuing people's opinions whose opinions aren't even valid? I mean, hey. nobody that would, right? Nobody that would ever hate on you or, you know, be a naysayer are not in the arena because game recognize game. And even if you don't like somebody, but you see them trying, you can't help but tip your hat because you know what it takes. People that are hating are probably sitting in the cheap seats, if I'm being honest. So meaning they're not even, they're just judging. So now that we realize that, let's just be super intentional. And look, I know it's not easy, but just let it go. Like if you continue to make noise in this world and put it into the universe and do big stuff and make an impact, there's going to be people that disagree. That's just par for the course. So get used to it. And on the contrary, I know it's kind of cliche, but if nobody's hating or nobody has an opinion, you're probably not doing much. And I give this example, it's kind of random. One of my guilty pleasures is, is I love the WWE, like the wrestling stuff. I grew up with it. I, I hate it. And I've had a lot of the wrestlers on the podcast, so well, they just can't get enough of it. And one of the things that they always said is when a, when a good guy comes out and everybody cheers, that's great, right? And, and if, a, if a bad guy comes out and everybody's booing, that's great because there's an emotional connection. Right. But, but if you hear crickets and, and nobody is even, everyone goes to use the restroom, that means you're relevant because nobody cared that they left. Right. So if you're getting booze or stuff like that, that means that you're doing something right and you're on your path and, and stay the course and have good values and, and stay in your lane and, and don't, it's really none of our business what other people think about us straight up. No. And I always say to my, to my, like when I've been speaking I've, and I've always leave this in almost every time that I speak, I always share this. People are so afraid of other people's opinions, but I said, you're not even actually afraid of their opinions. You're afraid of what you think their opinions are going to be. Good. They hold themselves back before they actually even do the things because they think these people are going to say, do, or think these things about them. So they don't actually even do the things. I'm like, it's so figurative. Like what? And, and people get so scared. And the other thing I say is that no matter what, the people judging you and, and saying things are doing less than you 100% every time. Like you like you put it in the term as they're not in their arena with you. And they shouldn't be, right? But those people are always going to be there. Jealousy speaks volumes about people. And I love how you share that, that they are not in the same arena. But you have to do, you do have to get used to it. Like I just expect it now, right? And, and, and it's so true. When you're doing nothing, you are living this normalcy life going through the motions. You're right. No one is talking about you. Like you said, it's that's when people are getting up to pee, getting up to go get a snack, going, that's through, a problem. you know what I mean? Like that is a problem. Like you are irrelevant because there's nothing happening. But when you are getting the booze or the cheers, you are making the impact on the world that you should 100%. And also I would encourage for anyone that does feel some type of way, 
in regards to some other people that are winning. Obviously, I hope that you're not. But maybe this reframe might help. If, and I talk about this in the book too. If you're not clapping when you see others winning, you're missing the point because they're just showcasing what's possible. And more than likely, if they can do it, so can you. If you're willing to commit and, and do the work and beat on your craft and so forth. And so for me, like whether it was Wall Street or marathon running or CLS and, and what we're doing now, whenever I saw people winning, even if I didn't know them or didn't necessarily love them, what it, it just intrigued me because they were doing something right and, and it showed that there was a market for it. And I just thought that was cool. So let's turn that into a positive. Yeah, I love watching people succeed. But there was a point in my life too where I would be jealous, right? I've been there. Like, can you say that you've been there before? You've seen people do something years ago. I'm not saying now, but in the past, I have been to that place where I'm like, oh, they're doing this or that must have been easy or, you know, all of the things. It wasn't about them. It was about me, right? Like it is a reflection of where you're at in your life. And if you're not doing the things to get the things that you want, you're going to project that onto other people like, oh, it must be easy. It must be nice that they had that. And that is so, so I want to, as listeners, like, I want you to know that we've all sat in those seats too. This is not coming from like, oh, we've never done that. I've never been jealous of someone. I've never said those things. It's like, yes, I have. And that's why it made me aware of where I'm at today, but realize that we have to move forward. What we really comes down to, and this is kind of towards the end of your book, chapter 40 is ego, right? And I have said that a lot. Um, in your book, you refer to someone, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Uh, oh, Daryl Strawberry about easing God out. And I've always said, me and I'm, um, a coach and a mentor of mine at one time, you know, ego was edging God out. Same thing. You know, it's just trusting the process. And we do, you let your ego get in the way. And I've done that in the past. I totally let my ego get in the way. And now I don't. Can you can you share that shift? Oh, actually, here's a quote in here that you wrote by uh, Wayne Dre uh, Dreyer wrote it. Is you can either be a host of God or a hostage to your ego. It's your call. That was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Look, every day we wake up, we're in a battle, and we're basically trying to find ways to express our light, right, or, or to express our soul and why we're here and so forth. And a lot of times during the journey, we get really fixated on physical things, like in the 1% physical world, right? Everybody knows that most of it is unseen, so to speak, that's just science. So, and look, we should absolutely be excited about milestones along the way, a relationship, money, marathons, that's cool. Don't feel guilty about that. But that's not going to fulfill you long-term. It's only through our spiritual work and really connecting that we're able to connect to infinite abundance and so forth. And that creates lasting fulfillment. And when we act in that frequency, when we, we give, we receive, and, and everything is energy, so to speak, then the universe likes that. And great things tend to happen for you. But when you act with your ego, when it's about you, right? Like, like if you're giving to a charity because you just want to say, oh, I give, that's not really doing it for the right reasons. And you're right. working within... You know, the systems and the technologies of the universe. So when it comes to ego, if it's about you, that's a problem, right? And, and, and also like, you know, I coach a lot of people, a lot of people come to me to build their brand or to speak on stages and so forth. And a lot of times I see them get stuck right before they're about to post something or, or speak and they get nervous and I go, think is your ego right now. They're like, what are you talking about? And, and I'm like, why won't you post it? Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to sound good or I don't look great right now. Oh, so it's all about you. 
And then they realize, wait a minute, it's not about you. It's about who you're going to help. What value can you add when you speak, when you show up? People are want that's that helps people. And if you make it just about that, great things tend to happen. But but if it's about you, that's when the ego comes in. And that will that's a tough life to live. It doesn't have a happy ending. And I know from experience, I've contrast. I was much more unenlightened not so long ago, a few years back, and I had a much bigger ego. So yeah. I choose this life any day of the week. And just remember it's not about us, it's about who we can help. Absolutely. And I've shared that in the past when I've had helped women, like they're like, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to say this. What if I say it wrong? Same things that you're saying, right? And I said, how about you just take you out of the situation? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, just take yourself out of it. Take your feelings, your thoughts, everything. How many people can you help if you shared your story? Like, how about April that you're taking- You get less nervous too. Yes. I said, take yourself out of the situation and think about how many lives that you can change by sharing your story. And they're like, oh, I said, yes, because if not, you're telling that woman that she can't ever do that because you didn't have the courage to to take yourself out of it. Right. And there's a reason why God has put that on your heart, put that in your soul to do the things that you're being asked to do and called to do. And if you're holding it back, you are your your ego is totally. And I've said that because some people so many people don't realize that that what ego can stand for. Right. And as soon as you put that into words, they're like, oh, it totally changes everything. But, and also it's because I found that recently, probably not a surprise to most people listening, but public speaking is the number one fear in America, even more so than death. Yeah. At, yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous. And, you know, I, I would give someone listening right now a seven figure tip on the house. If you forget about you and what you might sound like and all that things, and just have a conversation with whoever it is in the audience, maybe it's one person, maybe it's 5,000, and just transfer some value and help them with something that you've been working on or you've been through, then all of a sudden, all the fear and the anxiety of public speaking goes away. And you just end up doing a really, really good job of transferring resonance. And when you stay in that frequency, yes, we're talking about public speaking per se, but really anything, take it less about you and you'll help people and you'll be able to communicate much more effectively. And that's a priceless skill. Yes, it is. And you do it so well. I love listening to you speak. It's incredible, y'all. If you can ever get somewhere live with this man, you need to get in the room because I'm going to do that soon. Like I, that is next year, like coming, we're closing out this year big. And next year I'm like, I have to get in the room and see you on stage live because I followed you. I'm like this. uh, Yes, I have to hear you for real. (laughs) So I, this has been absolutely so much power. I love everything that you shared. I have a few things left. I always leave my audience with a dare. So I want you to leave them. What do you dare the audience to do this week when they listen to this? I dare you guys to take some inventory and introspection and ask yourself, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, do you love what you're doing? Are you making a massive impact? And if you are, great. And if not, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But let's get resourceful. Let's get creative. Let's come up with some lists of things that we're actually really good in, and things that we actually love and things that we feel called to do. And let's consider that we have a choice because just to be clear, we should go for it all in life. The wealth, the relationships, the fun, the events, the milestones, the traveling, all of it, not just one or the other. So if you're not in alignment, let's utilize that as feedback and let's get into alignment for lack of better words. 
Yes, I love that. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for this to air. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, thank you for so much for sharing your reinvention formula with us. And if anyone wants to find you, and I know that they will, where can I will put it in the show notes? But where can they find you? Where they can where can they connect with you? Anywhere on social media at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Please come say hello. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, the CLS experience. Anywhere you buy books, the reinvention formula. Uh, and if you like inspirational free text messages during the week, you could join our texting community. It's totally free. Just text 917-634-3796 and text the word Erin. So I know that you heard it here. Come say hello. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such an honor. All right, y'all have a blessed day. Thanks so much for listening to Unapologetically Authentic with your host, myself, Aaron Reniger. Please take the time to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it. It really helps me learn and grow and get the word out there. Go ahead and share this motivation right now. I'm so excited to be here. If you're looking to learn more about me and get to know me just a little bit better, you can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Aaron Reniger. Thanks so much, y'all. Have a very blessed day.